me get that started. Anyway, um, so I so let's get back to kind of the start of this thing, so I can kind of get my thoughts together. If you're one of those people, like I said, that's out there, you're nurturing people, you're taking care of people, you're taking care of your kids. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to have a harder time uh, at being successful with that. Um, I know Deborah Sweet, thank you very much for getting on here and telling me that it's working. And Deborah Sweet's a great person to bring up because this is a life coach um, that I have actually used in the past and she's an outstanding um, person. She does a lot of self-empowering self -empowering, um, seminars and, and things and she's um, herself uh, constantly doing her best at um, being a better version of herself, right? That means with exercise, that means with educating yourself, that means getting out in front of people, talking to people, listening to people, and trying to educate herself and be a better, to be better at what she does. She has a family to take care of. She has a business to run. And she's out there doing these things on a regular basis that are improving. She's improving herself on a regular basis. This is these, and like I said, if you, if you're looking at your life, and I have to do this quite often because I'm not in the exact place I'd want to be in my life right now, I really need to, um, I really need to focus on me. Sometimes I really need to get to the gym. I really need to get my, uh, you know, uh, nourish my mind with books and and videos and listening to people that are um, that are in a not a necessarily a better space than me, but have reached levels of success that I haven't reached. Super, super important to keep yourself in a circle of people that are doing really well. Uh, you need that encouragement. You need all those things. And at times we get so beat down. We work so hard on taking care of everybody else that we're just, we just wipe ourselves out and then we're not able to functionally do a good job taking care of everybody that's around us. You know, I was with a, uh, I had this dream and I still have this, that I want to do a lot more public speaking. And I contacted somebody a while back. And if you've listened to my podcast, you've heard the story before. And I'm going to tell a couple other stories that will kind of resonate with you, hopefully. So I went, I did what, you know, everybody used to always say. I went and found that successful person. And I'm going to go talk to that person. And that person can give me some tips on how I'm going to be better at, um, you know, if I want to do public speaking and they already do public speaking, then I could go, you know, emulate his what he's done and, you know, try to be as good as he has. And so I sat down with this gentleman and this gentleman was a world renowned person. He's known by many, he's spoken all over the world. He graduated from Annapolis. He's very sharp. He had a radio show for a long time. So I sit down with him at a Starbucks one day and I'm kind of picking his brain and telling him kind of what I want to do. And he says, well, you know what? The only problem you have is, you know, you speak you speak okay, you know, you can get up, you're not afraid to get in front of a microphone. That's good. That's, you got to get over that. But he says, the problem with you is you haven't done anything. And um, I was, I was just shocked by that. I was, I, I, that was not the, the answer I thought I was going to get. I thought I was going to get something to be more encouraging. And, and uh, you know, the, the meeting ended relatively quick after that. And I went back and kind of sat in my car and, and I guess I pouted for a few minutes. I was just so shocked. I didn't know, you know, how to handle what he just told me. And I, I left that <clears throat> parking lot kind of, you know, disenchanted, kind of upset, kind of, wow, I 
never, you know, never thought of it that way. And, and uh, a couple of things happened over the next couple of days. First of all, I started thinking, well, what does this person know? I know he is a public speaker, but that's not what he does for a living. That's not who he teaches. Um, I started thinking about my large family. As many of you know, I have eight children and currently have 17 grandchildren, seven daughters out of the eight, and one son. Um, I have lived in San Diego my whole life. I've been in executive positions at work. I've done, you know, yes, I know I've never run a company that's, you know, a $50 million company. However, um, you know, I raised kids. I kept them in San Diego. I kept a rope over their head. I kept them fed. And I thought, you know, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people don't do that. So it wasn't the fact that I haven't done anything. It's just that I need to articulate what I've done that can relate to your life. And to be honest with you, I think what I've done relates better to your life than what he's done. Um, he was, he is a father, did not, probably wasn't, you know, there every five minutes like I was. You know, my wife and I have, uh, you know, had five kids and four sports and, you know, run all over the place, just like all of you are doing on a regular basis and made sure they got up and did their homework. And like I said, kept that roof over their head, kept, took them to the dentist, took them to the doctor, did all these things that you all are doing on a regular basis. And those are all important things. And if we're, if we have a problem in our relationship, which we don't, but if we did, we would have a hard time accomplishing what we did, which brings me back to my original point. If you're not, you know, if you're not in that right relationship, if you're not, you know, if you're not feeling confident, if you're not feeling like <clears throat> you can do these things, you're going to have a hard time nurturing uh, those people that are around you. And, and this is why I say, I'm going to let, I want you to get selfish today. I want you to just think about yourself for the next 30 minutes or so and find out what are you doing that is making you the best version of yourself? You know, are you exercising? Are you, that doesn't mean you have to have a gym membership and go five times a week, but are you getting out and exercising? Are you meditating? Are you thinking? It doesn't have to be meditation where you sit on the floor for 30 minutes. It just has to be some time for yourself to kind of go through your thoughts, plan out your day, do all those things that are going to help you be a better version of yourself. Um, are you eating right? Are you nourishing your brain with those books and those, you know, putting good things into your mind? When you become that best version of yourself, you become the best nurturing person you can be. And all those people around you that you're taking care of are going to get a better version of you. And that's what they need. Because I know many of you that are listening here, if you have children and stuff, you just think that it's what you have to do. But there's a lot more to it, as you know. You've got to give your whole self to these, you know, to these individuals on a regular basis so you can, so they can be successful. You know, it's funny, we always, we, we look at our kids and if our kids fail or if something fails, we just, many of us take that blame on ourselves when we say, you know, that's my fault. I should have been here. I should have been there when that happened, even if they're adults, it seems like. But you know what I never really hear people do? is if their kids are successful, if they've done a good job, if they are, have landed that good job, if they're good parents looking you know, now. Um, I never hear a parent, especially mothers, say, you see how good a job I did with my kids? They don't do that. What they'll do is they'll tell you that their kids are fantastic and look how good they are at what they do. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and get on Facebook Live like this and go tell everybody what a great parent you are. 
but give yourself a pat on the back. A lot of you, I see a lot of you giving accolades to your kids when they, uh, when they do something good and you always give them the credit, which is right at some point, but you've also had something to do with that. If you brought kids into this world and you had to manage, you know, the nineties and the two thousands and you're managing now with all the stuff that's going on in society, give yourself a pat on the back, take five minutes and appreciate what you've done for your kids and what you've done and, and you know, how, how good they're doing is, is your responsibility too. If you're going to take blame for what they've done wrong as adults, which is crazy because they're adults and they're going to make their own decisions just like we did, at least take credit for the good things that you did for your kids. You took them to church. You took them to, you know, you made sure their homework was done. You did all these little things. You taught them discipline. You taught them how to clean rooms. You, you, you taught them all these things. Act, take some credit for yourselves. I've had things happen to me uh, in life. And maybe that's a, you know, a bad boss or a bad job or whatever. And you know, that's just life. That stuff is just going to happen. I've had stuff happen around me that was devastating to our family. And I had nothing to do with it. Didn't see it coming. Didn't, couldn't have stopped it if I wanted to. But we have to, but we make decisions. We make the best decisions we can in the situation we're in. Thank God I, I talked to all of my children. I can, I can pick up the phone right now and call any one of my kids and talk to them. And I often get them asking uh, my wife and I for advice on as being a parent. And, you know, the difference is, is when we were 30 years old and we were making decisions, we were making, doing whatever we could uh, for those children um, it, with the information that we had and the times we had and the money and da, 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 all, everything we had at 30 years old, we were making those decisions. Looking back, there's times when I would have done something different, right? But it's only because I have the knowledge that I've learned over 30 plus years of being a parent that I would make that different decision. When they ask me about, you know, their careers or their, you know, what they should do in this situation, I oftentimes put it back on them and say, what would you, what advice would you give your kids? I hope that none of you would ever, you know, tell your kids something wrong, right? To give them a, a bad situation, you know, tell them something that wasn't um, in their best interest. So I think sometimes we forget that we don't make decisions based on what we would give other people advice to. Sometimes we do stuff, um, you know, we do stuff personally that we would not never advise other people to do. Well, I encourage you to start thinking about that. What would you tell your kids to do in a situation? If you were about to give up, would you let your kids give up? Of course you wouldn't. You'd encourage them to keep trying and finish out a season. Or, you know, uh, if, if the competition's too stiff, you'd, you would encourage them to get better at their craft or better at their sport. And that's what you need to be telling yourself. You know, when we talk about storytelling, every one of you has a story and I'll probably guess you have uh, two stories, right? You have a story that could make somebody sad and you have a story that could make something, somebody very happy. And I've done that before on my podcast where I've told you two stories of how I grew up versus uh, well, I, they were both in how I grew up, but the pieces I took out of that story, um, positively or negatively, um, listen, none of us grew up perfectly. You know, we had, there was situations, like I said, there was things happening in and around you that were going on and you could choose to take out the positives of that, or you can choose to take out the negatives. 
And I know all this stuff is just like cliche and it's just redundant, but the reason I bring it up and the reason I'm so passionate about why we really need to look into our, look in the mirror every day is because we see people making the same errors over and over and over making, uh, doing things. Uh, what's the, uh, the word doing, doing the same thing over and over and over is the, and getting the same results as the definition of insanity. And we do it often, right? I know in this job search that I'm doing right now, I, I, you know, I go on LinkedIn, I go on Indeed, and I'm not getting a lot of results. Of course, I keep doing it because it seems like the only option sometimes. I'm not getting myself out there in front of people, which I really need to do. Um, but we tend to go, we tend to take that path of least resistance. I talk about that a lot when I'm training salespeople, that, that they oftentimes just take the path of least resistance. They take the path that's going to get them a sale quicker, but it might not be the best sale or the right sale or the right customer even. But they'll take that path because that's the path they think, uh, you know, that they're used to taking. That's the easy path. Sometimes we got to do things a little harder, right? Um, listening to, uh, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers and they talk a lot about getting up very early in the morning and working out. And, uh, you know, you think about if you've ever done it and got up at 430 in the morning and went to the gym at five and worked out and how great your day is after that. Now, obviously, you're tired for a couple hours, but. Um, you do that three or four or five times, not only have you gained a couple hours of your life, uh, in addition to what you normally had, you're also working on yourself and making that better version of yourself. Um, talk about getting over limitations. I had everybody that's probably listening here. If you're young enough, excuse me, if you're my age or you're older, you've come over, you've become, you've gotten over so many limitations of your life. You probably, if you took a yellow pad of paper out, it's really concentrated and started writing down, you'd fill up about four pages. Every day in our life, we're getting over limitations, right? We have, um, you'll see these successful people that are, you know, that have gone through the ringer in life and, and um, you know, life, and especially people from other countries that didn't have what we had when we were growing up and they've come to America and they've made a life for themselves. And you just look at them, you're astonished to look at them. Although, if you really thought about it, you've done a lot of those similar things, and you have the you have the ability to do a lot of those similar things to get over those limitations. Um, we had I told this story again before. Kit, my wife and I had hired a trainer years ago. Um, I just felt like if I was going to go out and do this public speaking, I needed to look better. I needed to be sharper. I needed to, you know, kind of walk the walk. And what happened is I was running the Tally Chamber of Commerce and someone from Tony Robbins' office came in and I said, I apologize if you've heard this story before. And they offered us like this four-day thing with Tony Robbins where you go up to LA and you work with him in a group and you, you know, you see the ads all the time. And I don't even know if they were walking on coals, but whatever they were going to do for four days, they were going to turn your whole life around, right? And I thought, you know, my wife's never been to nothing, anything like this. I've been to something similar, but not that large. And the, the price was was reasonable, I thought, for her and I to go up there for about four days. And and uh, I came back and told her about it. And she was excited and she agreed to go. And we got all these things. Um, you know, we had all the plans and everything going on. And I was just getting about ready to pay for it. And I had to go to Walmart one night, get some milk or something. And I'm in Walmart and I run into this kid, this friend of mine, big moose guy 
that uh, is a personal trainer. And he says, you know, Ed, you've never come up to my, I, I've invited you up to my uh, place and you've never come up there. Why don't you come up and, you know, I'll give you a free session and we can talk about your fitness goals and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, why not? He did ask me a bunch of times and I just blew it off. And um, so that week I go up there, I get my gym clothes on. Instead of going to LA Fitness, I go to his place and we go through a workout and he sits down and we talk, start talking about stuff. And I said, you know, started thinking about this. Uh, and I came back and I suggested to my wife, you know, instead of going to see Tony Robbins, why don't we go um, hire Sean, right? Hire Sean Carden, great trainer, by the way. If you need to know his information, please email me. And I'll give you the email at the end of this podcast. So we, um, so we hired Sean and we started going to Sean on a regular basis, I think three days a week to start off. And we didn't work out together. Kit went on her own and I went on my own. We had kind of two different two different goals to take care of. And that year I lost 60 pounds. Um, I looked great. I was fitting in pants that I had my thin pants that were in my closet still. And it really changed my life. It really, and it really made me concentrate more on fitness and what I eat. We were eating clean and we were doing all those right things. And this was pre COVID and um, man, it was really life changing to go through this thing. And I remember one day he had me laying on my stomach and I had my hands up like there was a stretching exercise. And I was thinking to myself that I could quit right now. I mean, this is not easy and, and it'd be really easy to quit. But then I'm thinking, man, then I got to listen to him because he used to kind of give me a hard time if I was, you know, if he knew I was eating improperly or drinking. And uh, I went ahead and stuck it out. And that was in the beginning. That was probably the first you know, two months I was working with him. And ended up, like I said, losing 60 pounds and winning a 30-day challenge where I lost 19 pounds one month, just cutting out carbs and alcohol and all those things. And it was really, it was really life-changing. Um, now, with all that being said, uh, then at the kind of the end of that training session, those nine months or whatever I was doing it with him, we had a real tragedy in our life, right? Something that happened around us that we had no control over and it made us have to shift gears and go into a uh, kind of a different mode. And, and uh, it was super hard. What we were going through was really difficult. And then COVID came and then we had another tragedy that was life-changing as well. Not as life, well, both of them were horrific things that happened did not affect us as much on a daily routine, but it still affected everybody in our circle, our family circle and everybody around us. And then COVID, unfortunately, like many of us, we let COVID kind of get the best of us in that, you know, I had lost my job. I wasn't able to work doing what I was doing. And I couldn't get it, you know, no one was hiring. I couldn't get a real grip on everything that was going on. And I kind of lost that momentum and I shouldn't have, but I allowed it to happen. And I know this happened to probably most of you, this has happened to too. I just lost that momentum and I lost my, uh, not my will, but, you know, it seemed like every time you turned around during COVID something, there was another wall getting thrown up. And this is just that, COVID is just really a metaphor for life, right? You all, all of you have gone through something where it just feels like these walls keep getting thrown up and you're like, God damn, you can't get any traction. You can't, 
You can't keep going. And I know this happens to every one of you that are listening to this. And it could be on a real minor scale, not, not anything that happened like what happened to us, but it doesn't matter. In your world, it's devastating, right? It's all these walls that get thrown up. Uh, our life has changed so much over the last two and a half years. And uh, a lot of positives have come out of that. This podcast is one thing that's come out of that. And my daughter just said hello to me here. She was the inspiration for this podcast. Um, never crossed my mind ever to do something like this. I have almost 100 episodes. I've been doing this uh, about two years now. Um, that was a really positive thing. I've met a lot of people. I get a lot of people that contact me and say, hey, I listen to your podcast. People I would have never thought were interested. Um, so it was kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. So this is one of those real positive things. Uh, you know, I'm back on that track to want to get out and do some public speaking. I know today I don't, I sound like I'm mumbling a little bit, like I'm rambling on, but this is, like I said, my first live podcast and I'm trying to get used to, um, you know, how this thing's going to play out. But anyway, uh, you know, that's just another one of those kind of stories. It's kind of a metaphor for life. And I'm sure that all of you have been through those things where you, um, you just get like, you feel like there's just walls being thrown up. I guess at some level, there's a you know old saying called misery loves company. And I think this, I don't want to call these things misery, although it was tough getting through them. It was painful. And there was a lot of people around us that had to deal with pain that we had to deal with. But I think that if you understand out there that there's just us normal people out there, not, I'm not driving, you know, I don't have six Ferraris in my driveway and I don't have, you know, I don't run this $50 billion company and I don't make, I'm not on Shark Tank, you know, buying businesses. Just us normal people that makes up more of the world than anybody else. Understand that we're all going through it, right? We all, I remember when I first started this podcast, one of my things was I just wanted to put my arms around people, right? During COVID it was so tough. I would go, I would get stuff at the store, I think, just to go back so I could see people because I'm much really an extrovert and I like being around other people and talking to them and you know doing networking and all those things and it was just gone all of a sudden it was just really devastating for me personally and but and I know a lot of you went through the same went through the same stuff and I think this podcast was really designed and kind of motivated to just let all of you know that we're all going through the same thing right could we all sit and pout? No, we should all encourage each other is what we should do. We should all be saying, hey, this can happen. I have this um, thing with me when I talk to people, a lot of times they tend to tell me things about their life that are very personal, very intimate things about their life. And um, I, I know I kid about it. I said, I know way too much about some people because they feel I t it's very much a compliment to me that they trust me enough and um, they're comfortable enough to tell me things. And, you know, it's not that they're, I know they don't, I, I'm not, I can't fix their problem, right? I know that. I, and I'm not, that's not what I do, hopefully, when I talk to people. I kind of heard uh, Simon Sinek said this the other day. He just, they just need somebody to sit in the mud with them, right? And that's what I'm here for. I'm just kind of here to sit in the mud with you you ever wanted to just talk, you could hit me up on Facebook. You could send me an email at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. I know I kind of threw that in there and I'll throw it in there again at the end. 
if you just need someone to sit in the mud and just kind of, you know, listen to, uh, listen to you, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I will do that. In fact, I've even told kid, I thought about starting a podcast about if you old enough to know who dear Abby is just to say dear Ed and just to help people get over this stuff. It's not, I'm not, I'm not here to yell at anybody. I'm not here to say, you know, stop being a baby. I'm here to hug you and say, look, I understand. And as much out of character as this is, if you know me, um, it's really true. I'm just trying to help people get past stuff. Listen, I, I suffer as much as anybody else in life. That's just life. That's just the world. That's how things goes on. And I know that's a horrible, that's just life. It's just a horrible saying because, um, but you know, when you start to look at all the greatness in life, I look at people like, um, I look at my kids, my grandkids, my wife, my, where I live in San Diego, where I, you know, I have so many positive things in my life. The negative thing is, is big, you know, this job deal, but I just feel like we really need to start looking in the mirror in the morning and kind of looking at that positive stuff, right? Um, it's, it's, you almost need a mantra to tell, talk to yourself about how much you love yourself, because if you're telling yourself that wrong story in the morning, every morning when you get up, you're looking at yourself and going, oh my God, we got to do this again with you. It's, it's devastating to you. What you're telling yourself in your mind is so friggin' important. It's important to tell your friends and your kids, but you got to tell yourself every day, this is what God gave me. This is what, you know, everybody I've met in my life, every single person I've met, I've learned something from them. Everybody's, you know, got good parts to them. I promise you. We need to look for those good parts a lot of times. Sometimes, some people, it's a little harder to find those good parts. But I can tell you, from homeless people to CEOs, everybody that I've met can teach you something. And you know what else I know about all that? Everybody I've met is struggling with something, too. I don't care how confident you think somebody is, how great you think you know they are. They're struggling with something just like we are. And we all need to be a little bit more sensitive and a little bit more caring. Look what's happened to our world since COVID started and prior to that in our political, in our political world. We are more, I feel like we have more prejudice now than we had 20 years ago. And I don't know how that happened, but the hate speech that, you know, when you watch these, when you watch these um, political races and the hate they're spewing on each other and the things they bring up and the skeletons in the closet and, it's just, it's so damaging uh, to America and you can see what's coming out from that. You know, it's funny, we rolled the dice a couple times on some different things in the last 10 years, 15 years. Um, Kit and I get a lot about rolling the dice. I just, I was just never one of those people to work at the same job for, you know, 40 years and then retire and fish, whatever, unfortunately die because that's what a lot of times these people do when they retire. I always wanted to try new things and, and get out there. And like I said, two years ago, when my wife, excuse me, when my daughter suggested I do this podcast, I didn't even know what a podcast, I kind of knew what a podcast was, but I really, I figured it was just guys getting on, talking about business mostly, I thought what it was. And I think that, I think that um, I'm getting some messages. I apologize. I got a little 
sidetrack. Everybody thinks that's a good idea. Well, maybe I'll try that out and see what it is. I uh, I didn't really know what a podcast was, so I came back to Poway because we were in New Orleans at the time seeing her, and um, and uh, asked my buddy that was under thirty years old. I think everybody needs an under thirty uh, under thirty year old mentor that has the technological, uh, you know, knowledge that I don't have. And uh, I asked him. I said, "Well, how do I do a podcast?" He said, well, you just do one. You just kind of tell me what to do. I think I actually did a podcast with him to start. And I said, well, what if it sucks? He's like, so what? Do another one. There's a lot of podcasts out there that suck. And so we just tried it. We just, you know, I got some equipment. I had already bought some equipment because we were doing a lot of Zoom calls at the time. I have lights and green screens and all that stuff. I figured, let me try it out. And I got some good reaction from it. So I kept doing it. And like I said, I'm almost up to 100 episodes now. On average, um, a podcast, every podcast fails the first the first uh, 70% of podcasts fail the first seven months, I think what it was, or 85% something. So I'm in over two years, so that's all going good. And um, it's just one of those things that I wanted to try out. I've had some great business people on here. Friday, I've got another good business person on. Last week, I had Corey Nichols on. If you haven't seen that, you can go to my YouTube channel or Apple or Spotify and listen to those. And, you know, I, I'm getting better at it. Um, I hope my deliveries, <clears throat> I don't feel super excited about today. Um, and I will do more live ones just because I was not as organized as I probably should have been. And I had, actually, I'm never really organized when I do a podcast. I'm usually winging it. But um, I just think that I wanted to make sure it was an organic podcast. Like it was from the heart. There was no planned out things. I know if I, if I do a speech in front of people, if I read something, it, it's terrible. It just doesn't come out good. So I usually give myself five or six words and just kind of, you know, start reeling off of those. The reason for that is in the morning when I wake up, kind of depends on how I feel. I've got to sometimes rev myself up, look in the mirror and go, well, this is what God gave you. This is what you need to, you know, use today. Um, normally what I notice is that I'm not 36 anymore, which is okay. And somewhere I still feel 36. So I was at the gym this week. I felt great. Um, so I just think that every day you get a little bit different you know, a little bit different ad. Um, so I got off track a little bit. So your, you know, your self-talk, your, what you're doing every day, telling yourself is super important. And I do, I listen a lot. I, I've studied culture a lot in companies. And I recently spoke with a company um, that has a very good culture. And I know that culture because I have a history with this company. And I was telling the people at the company that they, I hope they don't take it for granted how well this company operates culturally, because most companies don't. And you, I continue to read about leadership and I hear people talking about leadership and what you need to do and this and that. Unfortunately, when you really start getting to companies and you start breaking down things, they're really, they're just talking, right? It's not really, there's really no action and this is the danger that we all have to deal with too. We listen to people. I post something positive every day on Facebook and I hope it resonates with people. And I do get a lot of comments that will say, man, I really needed that today. And that, that's why I keep doing it because you never know who needs something that day. So my point to the business metaphor there is that we're all taking in that information on a regular basis and we need to let that information stick. 
we'll we'll look at it. We'll go, yeah, I needed that. And five minutes later, we're mad because we're driving or, you know, something happened and we're like, not me again, you know, that whole thing. Or that wall comes up and you're like, I don't want to climb another one. Uh, so we need to make sure on a regular basis that we're putting that good stuff into our mind, right? And we're listening to it. We're thinking about it. Just listen to it for two minutes. Just listen to yourself for two minutes. Think about that, you know, that positive, that positive thing. I know what you guys are going through because I'm just a normal guy too. And I know you're going through it too. And I hope that you're, you know, this podcast, this podcast and my other podcast, you can go through a lot of them and just kind of maybe pull something out that's going to help you out. I would love for you to do that and just kind of, you know, if I can put some positive, you know, life into your day, that's then I'm, then I'm totally successful. That's all I'm really trying to do. This is all born out of me, right? Out of the problems that I've had in my life where I had to look at positive things and get over stuff, right? I've been married three times. I've, I'm going to tell you a story in a second about our first date with my current wife. And it wasn't because, and I did a, I did a podcast on divorce. It wasn't because I was so dominant. I was so young and it was all those things. We just didn't understand the expectations of marriage is really what it was. Um, I had, I have my six beautiful kids from my two marriages and kids got her two uh, kids from her marriage prior to us. And it's just, it's all these positive things that came out of it. So just know that if something's going on in your life that isn't perfect, it's probably going to resonate into something good if you allow it to resonate into something good. You can't force things. So let me tell you a quick story. Get off the topic here. This is funny. So on Sunday, we were at church, my wife and I and Carson. And, um, and Kit says to me, she leans over to me, she says, happy 24th. And I'm like, 24th what? We just had our wedding anniversary last month. And, uh, and I know because it's February 21st. I mean, I didn't, I'm not one of those guys that forgets our wedding anniversary. And I said, oh, oh. And I said, what is this? Because we dated. That was the anniversary of our date. She says, yes, that's exactly why. She goes, it was 319, um, 1999 um, at 7.05. And I said, and I started laughing. I'm like, are you seriously going to bring that up? So when it happened on our first date, we went to, um, I went to pick her up and she lived in this condo, like apartment, I think they were condos and there's a ton of them. Right. So she had tried to give me the direction and typical guy. I said, I, never mind. I don't need, I'll Google it, whatever. This is back in when Google just came out and she says, and, and so I got lost and um, in the condo complex and didn't get there till seven, till seven Oh five. So that's when our, that's when our dating history started with seven Oh five. But, but for all you women, I know you're all laughing out there. <laughs> I brought her two dozen roses that night and she said, okay, you're forgiven. So I know you gals and, and guys aren't huge on this about remembering all those little details, but I'm glad it was on March 19th, 24 years ago. I just, uh, it doesn't resonate with me every time. And uh, oddly enough, she brought it up. And I don't know, does anybody, women ever bring stuff up like that? I don't know. So anyway, it was super cute. And we got a good laugh out of the church. But, um, you know, so 319.99 at 7.05 instead of 7 o'clock because I was late. 
Uh, by the way, I had brought her flowers before that too at lunch, just so gets a couple points. But uh, anyway, so that was funny. So these are these uh, these are these beautiful things in my life that I don't um, focus on enough when those walls come up, right? So I'm going to talk about another thing. I was when I hired that trainer, and this comes up a lot. And I I had this conversation with somebody. Um, the other day, and I can't remember who I had it with, but when I was training with Sean one day, he was he was having some relationship problems with his girlfriend. And during our training session, he was telling me about these relationship problems. And after about 15 minutes of that, I said, you know, Tara, we have to, uh, we need to train me, right? I'm paying you, train me, not listen to your, listen to your uh, problems. And we had this conversation. I said, you know, you need to, you really need to compartmentalize your thoughts, right? So when you're with me, that's my time. That's the time you train me. That's what you're getting paid for. Your girlfriend problems will not go away telling me, and they will not go away just complaining about them all the time. We humans, and it might be more women, I don't know, I'll get the responses after I say this tend to get a lot of things going on in our mind at once. I feel like I'm able to compartmentalize my, if I'm having a bad day, I can put that bad day off for a second. If I'm going into a sales call, for instance, and I something tragic has happened earlier that morning, I can put that up aside, go in and make my sales call with my positive energy and all those things, and then worry about that when I come out. We probably do this a lot to ourselves where we are thinking about, those bad things going into a positive situation and it's killing our positive situation, right? I had this situation. Somebody told me once when you come to a, when you come to a function, like a networking event, you, you look nervous, you look scary, right? I'm a big guy, you know, beard now, didn't have a beard before, but still goatee kind of look like a biker a little bit, I guess, depending on how I dress. I would definitely put off an aura of, uh, I guess an intimidating aura and I wouldn't be smiling. So I had to really be conscious of that when I went into a public arena, like a networking event or something like that, that I had a smile on my face because I was definitely unapproachable. And I never, that's not my right on, that's not the person I want to be. I want to be that person that people will approach. And as I was running the chamber, I always had to be that upbeat guy, right? I always had to be the one that's going to get everybody pumped up and and make them understand that this was a good decision to come to this event, so they'll come to the next one. We have to watch what we do sometimes, our body language. We have to watch what we say sometimes. We have to, I'm not saying to try to be somebody else. I'm just trying to say we need to find those positive things and that light and put that light out instead of that negative thing. And back to the original thought here, we need to put that positive light out to yourself as well. Kit almost hits me if I'm close enough, if I say something negative and I do the same thing to her. And we, we do that out of love for each other, right? I say, look, no negative talk. We're not in the best shape of our lives right now. And we're not, and again, we're not 35, but that's no excuse. We need to, we're working on that. We're starting to get back, getting our head wrapped around to eating better and get all those things. And the working out, we actually put some equipment in the house so we can do some core work and things like that. So we're making an effort to uh, to get those things done. And like I said, we're putting positive stuff into our mind. When you're a parent, you have people watching you, right? You are 
they're going to mirror what you do. And we have still have two kids at home, grandkids, but they're still watching us on how um, uh, things that we do, how we eat, things we do. You know, they want to eat ice cream all the time, obviously. Well, you can't have ice cream all the time. It would be good, though, to have ice cream all the time, right? Especially if it was, if it wouldn't hurt you. Um, so we still have to do that. There's no better compliment than when our kids tell us that they, uh, they give us compliments on our relationship when we are growing up. Um, and that's super, you know, this is just one of these blessings in our life, in my life, in her life, that we have just hit it off. And we kind of get, you know, and as far as we're concerned, we have that formula that works for us. And that's, and there, I know a lot of people like that out there. And that's awesome. That's such a huge thing because there's so many people struggling in bad relationships. And those are a lot of times the people that are having um, a hard time being good nurturers, right? They're spending all their energy on everybody else and there's no energy, there's no time for themselves left. You've got to flip that thing around. You've got to put that energy into yourself first so you have the wherewithal to do what you need to do with those people you're nurturing. Listen, you can hire all the business coaches, the trainers you want, and everything if you want. If you don't have, if you don't have, um, you know, if you are not accepting that stuff, if you're not at your top of your game, you can't accept that information and you can't use it later. A business coach, a life coach, a trainer, they're not going to, they're going to teach you life skills. They're going to teach you life, uh, they're going to teach you, you know, all these skills that you can use in your life. And, business and, and just in general, but if you're not listening and if you're not absorbing that information, it's going to be worthless, right? Um, since Deborah Sweet's on here, I'll brag about her again. She, at some level, and it's probably because of me, ended up kind of being a psychiatrist in a little bit. She had to draw some things out of me that I didn't really understand Sorry about that. I had to hydrate there. That I didn't really understand were holding me back. That were, uh, you know, almost to a level of tearing up at some point where I had to go, whoa, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really think about that. But she's good at her craft. So she was able to draw those things out of me and kind of go, wow, I really need to put that thing behind me because it's definitely holding me up. And uh, kudos to her, and I appreciate her for doing that. Um, I still have this big, thick, you know, notebook full of things that she told me, and I oftentimes just go back to that and kind of go through those notes. Um, I'm in a situation. I'm in a. Uh, here's a funny thing. I was, I was. Well, this part's not funny. I was talking to someone the other day that is having a horrific time in life. I'm not going to get into why, what those things are, <clears throat> but. Two, actually two people that are that are having a very tough time right now dealing with some things and they're um, and they're closer to my age right things that just came out of the blue things that happened around them things that you know, maybe they weren't paying attention I don't know doesn't matter what but I had this is my advice for you younger people that you know problems never end right there's always going to be something like I said it might not be you it could be someone doing something to you it could be something it's happening around you, but it's never going to get, uh, it'll, I guess it'll get easier because you're going to get better at handling these situations. But I'm just telling you, life just deals stuff to you, right? Um, 
I mean, look at, like I said, with the, with the economy and the politics over the last 10 years, look what's happened. That we thought we were behind, that was all behind us, and now it's kind of rearing its ugly head again. A lot of things. We have wars going on in other parts of the world. You would think at, as smart as we are now and as intelligent as we should be, we, we could figure out how to get along, but obviously we can't do that. So it's just, you know, a lot of these things are just cyclical. They're going to come back around. But the, the, the way to help yourself with that is to prepare yourself and be a better version of yourself so you can deal with those situations, right? It's the, more, the healthier your brain is, the healthier you are, the healthier of situation you create your circle of people, the easier it's going to be to deal with all these things. Don't think it's going to go away when you're 25. Once you're married and you have four kids and whatever your thing is, that it's going to stop. It doesn't stop. In fact, the more you get into life, the more involved you get into, the more things are going to happen. I, mean, I had a friend of mine that said to us that she wasn't going to be one of those parents to stop parenting at 18 years old. And I said, well, I don't remember that box that I could have checked that box when I had kids. You never stop being a parent. I don't care how old your kids are. Uh, I have a daughter that's going to be 37 this year. I, I hope I'm still parenting her. I hope she still lets me parent her, I should say. And um, that she appreciates my input. And it's not always good input. It's not always the right input for her. But it is some more input, right? It's, um, you know, that my kids deal with, you know, in mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and son and you know son-in-laws and daughter excuse me sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws they deal with all that stuff and you know that's stuff I don't necessarily deal with that anymore because I'm a little older but they uh, they're right in the middle of all that and they have to they have to manage all these things while raising kids while having a job while trying to be the best version of themselves so anyway, it sounds to me like I'm getting a little long-winded on some things that I'm kind of getting redundant. I don't want to do that to you. Um, I promise you on my next um, live feed, I'll advertise it earlier and I will be better, better planned out. How's that? There's my goal for the next time I do one of these live podcasts. I, um, I think it actually, thinking back, I think that this uh, went pretty well. Like I said, I could have been a little bit more organized in my thoughts. I. I guess sometimes I'm trying to say things differently so you don't get bored. I just feel like all these things are so important. They're so key to your, to your foundation. Once that foundation is built, you, the world is yours, man. You can do anything you want, but you got to get a solid foundation, right? You got to get that relationship right. You got to get your body right, your mind right. You got to get all these things working, all that energy going in the right direction. And once you do that, and get rid of, unfortunately, you're going to have to get rid of some people in your life that are dragging you down. I don't mean get rid of them. I stop hanging out with them. Don't, I don't want to be on the next burned off trial. You want to um, eliminate those people out of your life so and let them go bring somebody else down. So listen, this is the Ed Franklin dot No Limits podcast. You can find me on Apple and Spotify and uh, where else? Uh, all over. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find me. If you go to my YouTube channel, um, you can subscribe to this. I don't know how I'm going to get this one on my YouTube channel, but I'll figure it out. And the next time I'll figure out how to record it at the same time. So it's like I said, it's my first one. You can reach me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you just need to sit, need someone to sit in the mud with you, send me an email. Um, we can talk via email. We can talk via messenger. You can text me. 
We can talk live, whatever you want to do. You can be on my podcast. If you have guests, if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, or you have somebody that would be an awesome guest, that's really the key to my growth is these, you know, guests that are super popular. Um, we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics unless I brought up as much politics as we talk about. Um, basically, I brought up that I hate politics. But we can't thank you enough for listening uh, to my channels. I see that people are listening. I don't know who's listening. Um, I think this went okay. Um, I would have liked to see some different things, but it's my first one. And um, I really appreciate you guys uh, being on. So anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for the people that listened and the people that made comments. And I got some love here. So um, if I, uh, I hope to see you soon again, Ed Franklin no limits podcast at franklin.nolimits at gmail.com. And I don't know how to stop this, but I'll figure it out. So thank you very much. I'll talk to you all soon.